Welcome back to the Waterboys podcast. Josh, how are you doing today? Pretty good. You, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. I was uh, listening to our podcast the other day, the last episode, I think. The intro and the outro music, that was a pretty interesting choice. I'm not going to lie. What made you choose that? I don't know. So what are we talking about today, Josh? Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Before I get started. Well, want to talk about current events in the NBA right now? Current events in the NBA. What do you have for me? Well, first of all, I have the LaMelo Ball. They Lame- have, yeah, the LaMelo Ball. They actually have him being picked first overall in the next year's draft, which is... 2020. Yes, that's actually pretty amazing. I don't think he's that good. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a number one player. Lots of guys are actually comparing him to Luka Doncic. Um, Luka. Luka. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a good comparison. I don't think he's Luca, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's also the Australian League. Yeah, it's NBL. Is that what it's called? NBL. You want to know some guys that came out of the NBL? Who? Well, you have guys like uh, Steven Jackson. He actually only played four games, though, which isn't much, but he still came out of the NBL. Four games. Relax. Four games. Still something. There's also been guys like Rick Bronson, Johnny Flynn, Doug Overton. It's not a good list. That sounds like a lot of busts. I know. What else do you have for the main events? Or sorry, current events. You wanted to talk about the headbands. The ninja oh, headbands. yes. The ninja headbands. They are banned for the next season. Do you think it is a marketing ploy or the NBA being unreasonable of course like what what's so dangerous about them they don't seem all that dangerous they look unprofessional that's dumb it takes the fun out of the league i think it is a marketing ploy to be honest you see how many people wear those things during ball now yeah that's true probably they want the they want the advertisements on them like they want the lakers to have the the wish thing on the headband the wish, oh yes, the advertisements, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The ones that are already on the jerseys, they probably want them to match on the headbands or something. They want to get more money out of it, so I see why they they would do this. That's that's pretty dumb. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I know that's true, but what can you do? Money, m- money rules, right? Money, or sorry, no. What's that song name? Cash rule everything around me. Cream. Pretty much. And well, who's the artist? Ooh. I don't remember. This is a while back. Was it Nas? I'm pretty sure it was Nas. Was it Nas? He might want to research that one. We'll look into that. Uh, what, do you, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the top five up-and-coming teams in the NBA. So we're going to talk about uh, two in this podcast, and then we'll bring it up with three in the next one, right? Depending on how much time we have, we might do three this episode or two this episode, depending how much time we have. All right, then, Nick, want to lead? So which teams are we doing first? I'm thinking the Atlanta Hawks for the first one. How how do you think about that? Or what do you think about that? Sure, let's do the Hawks. So the Hawks, 2018-2019 season, they were 29-53. and They had Trey Young starting. And to be honest, he was pretty the first few halves of the season. Are we going to beep out the shirt or no? Yeah, we're going to beep out that. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> you should have told me about it. Okay. Anyways, continue. He couldn't throw a ball or shoot a ball for the first few half of the season. I think he was not that great compared to all the other rookies. But the last few halves, 
of the season. He was he was showing us why he was picked number four, was it, or five? I think it was four. Four, right? Yeah. yeah. And that Atlanta team, I don't think anyone saw them winning more than 20 games. But I like John Collins a lot. Have you ever heard of uh, Kevin Horta? Horder. Horder, yes. Or Herder. No, Herder. Herder, not Horder. Herder. Herder, Herder right? Yeah, yeah. He looked pretty good. I like how, the way he plays. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Trey Young, after the All-Star break, he averaged 20 and 10, Nick. That is amazing. So the guy can shoot and he can make the pass. He can't def- defend anyone for the life of him, though. Well, that's one of the problems with this team. If you add Trey, you add Herder and Collins, they really can't defend in all three of them. Collins has small hands. I know that's a random fact, but he can barely catch the damn ball. True. Uh, the guy they're going to depend on the most for defending is going to be DeAndre Hunter. Basically, he's going to be their best defender. Hopefully, he can mask uh, Young's inability to defend. They're basically going to need him to defend the other team's best player. Well, going over their newest additions, they have Evan Turner, Cam Reddish, Chandler Parsons, Alan Crabb, Jackson Hayes, Damian Jones, Jabari Parker, and DeAndre Hunter. That's not a bad list of players. I think going into next season, they'll probably hover around the same record. I don't see them doing too well on defense. and offense, I see them having a spike. But I don't know how you're going to cover Trey Young. He's only six feet. Six foot one in shoes. Remember, they're going to measure without the shoes. This right, season. right. That's another current event. They're going to measure without shoes. Yeah, this team's this team is really good on offense and terrible on defense. Turnovers. They were thirtieth in the league. Uh, they couldn't defend at all. They they actually had were were one of the teams that sent players to the line quite a bit, and also their defensive rating was twenty seventh in the league, which. I mean, we already know they're a really bad defensive team. So that's where this year they're going to have to improve. Apparently, the their coach, he was known for his defensive schemes in Philadelphia. And apparently last season, he was more concerned with how this team was going to function offensively. So this year, you would hope that he would try to install some of his defensive schemes in Philadelphia into this Atlanta team. Well, let's see. None of these guys are renowned for their defensive abilities, especially Trey Young. John Collins, he's a great offensive player. Defensively, I don't know what he's doing sometimes. True. That's so true. They're, they also had a really bad time last year with their second unit, especially with their point guard last season. So this year, they're going to have Young as a backup instead of Jalen Adams. Between Jalen Adams and Trey Young, there was an eight-point gap in offense. Uh, that's quite a bit. But this year, they'll have Young in there. He can do both defend and play offense. So that'll be a big upgrade for the second unit. Well, let's see with how Atlanta figures out their first unit. I don't know who they're going to play. Evan Turner and Alan Crabb. I don't know if you can really depend on those guys. Same with Cam Reddish. He struggled that second half of the Duke season. He shot pretty poorly, not going to lie. It also, 
it was also the team he had around him. He was more like a third option. Apparently, he's more used to handling the ball. But on this team, I don't see how that's going to change either because there's probably two other guys in front of him. I, I don't think he's better than Trey Young, to say the least. I think he's better than Chandler Parsons, for sure. Alan Crabb. I don't know about Jabari Parker. I think he might be on the same level as him. But it's an interesting team, to say the least. Speaking of not wanting to play defense, Jabari Parker. I mean, I, there there was a video online shows the guy instead of helping helping on help side, he ends up just letting the guy go for an easy layup when he was with the Bulls. And everyone's like, this is the type of defense that Atlanta is going to be looking forward to this season. And I was like, ooh, that doesn't look too good. Hopefully he's learned his lesson. He's a good player. He just needs to show more effort on the defensive end. It reminds me of the, those pickup guys when we play ball. Remember, Josh? They just let the guy go and they're on help side. You're like, what's the point? Pick up dudes, I love you. Don't stop listening to us because of Nick. Thanks, guys. I mean, that's for Wednesday for the older guys. They probably don't even know what a podcast is. You're so mean. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Again, I'm just joking. I, I love you guys. They probably don't know the nuances of basketball. Okay, let's be a, a little nicer to them. <laughs> Uh, no comment. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep to myself for now. Okay, moving on. I think the overall verdict for this team. I like where they're going. I think it's another losing season. To be honest, I think they're gonna be winning 25 to 30 games based on how the coach sets up their schemes. I do think they'll need another defensive player down the road. Maybe another center, not named DeAndre Hunter. He's a little too young. And I think I need one of their wing players to take that second option. Maybe Cam Reddish, Kevin Horter. Herder. Herder. Cam, no, I already said Cam Reddish. Uh, Chandler Parsons, Alan Crabb. We just need one of those guys to step up. Or Jabari Parker, Mr. No Defense. My prediction for this team's growth, I think it really depends on how Trey Young and John Collins mesh together and how they integrate one of the wing players together. I think three to four years, they might get a playoff spot. They have all this cap space, but I don't know if they'll have a free agent to chase next summer. What do you think? Yeah, there's no way they're going to get a free agent next season. There's The list is really short. Last season, they started off 3-12, and 12, Nick. I don't see that happening this season, so that'll be a huge help rather than going down nine games right off the bat. To me, they're probably going to end up winning 30 games this season. That's as much as most as I see. And the reason being is that they're also in the East. The East isn't that hard. I can see them. I can see them making a, a quite a bit of a leap. That's true. The East is notoriously weak. Moving on, we have the Sacramento Queens. I mean Kings. Relax, Shaq. I'm sorry. Is this flashbacks to the 2000, 2001, 2002 seasons? Those are great memories. Those were epic battles, actually. Those were some of the best games ever. I have to admit, I don't know about Game 7, but, you know, the 3 P doesn't hurt. Hey, that's all that matters. They won, okay? Everyone's going to be calling them out, saying that they, they were getting the benefit of the calls, but they won, okay? That's all that matters. Sacramento Kings, 2018-2019 season. They were 39-43, and 43, which was ninth in the West, so they barely missed the playoffs. They had an offensive rating 
that was 16th in the league, and they had a defensive rating that was 20th in the league. So they added a few new pieces this offseason. They added Corey Joseph, Trevor Ariza, Dwayne Dedman, and Rakan Holmes. Rashawn Holmes or Rakan Holmes? I think it's Rashawn, I'm pretty sure. So my impact player for this team would be De'Aaron Fox. Do you agree or disagree? Of course. They're going to go as far as that guy improves, right? That's true. The interesting thing about this team is with all the additions they did this offseason, they have like at least 11 guys that can play. 11, 12, I would say so. They're going to have to trade some of these guys just to get some playing time in there. I don't know if you can trade some of these guys. I think you need them for the team to develop. I think my biggest question mark for this team would be Harry Giles. Why is that? He was ranked number one in 2016. This guy tears his ACL, comes back, and he showed glimpses of promise and potential. Is he better than Marvin Bagley III? I, I don't know. That's, that's a hard question to ask or answer as well. I think he has a safe season to develop, get back into his stride, and show what he's made out of. I don't know if Sacramento can make the playoffs, but they do look they do look um, like they have a really good chance. Well, there's some teams in the West. I feel like one injury with one injury they could go down easily. And I feel like that's where Sacramento can take advantage of it. Uh, I like this team quite a bit. They they had defensive problems last season, but they added Ariza, Joseph, and Deadman. Should help out quite a bit with, and hopefully help these young guys to develop that def- that defensive pedigree that they have. You know what else I like about this team? Uh, I like that they added Luke Walton. He's going to want to play fast, and this team loves playing fast. Their pace just that's- going up and down. That's actually my poor, sorry, pain point of this team. Why did they hire Luke Walton? Well, it's definitely not for the lawsuit he might be facing soon. Come on. <laughs> you don't need to kick him while he's down. I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah, it's because of the style of play he likes to play. Right? He likes to be playing up and down. You saw that with the Lakers last season. Didn't work out. LeBron James was on that team. It just didn't work. I don't like Luke. I don't like how he coaches. I think his plays are terrible well there are no half court plays with him it's just go run up and down basically and pass it to lebron and hopefully he can figure it out i don't like his lineups at all too i just don't get them true and then i guess that's what ended up that's how he ended up losing the laker job no he lost the laker job because lebron's there basically lebron the gm i mean going back to sacramento i think shooting wise they're strong they were first in attempts, fourth in makes. Three-point shooting, they were very good, albeit they're on very low volume. I think they were fourth in makes at 38%. Correct. Yeah, but they had very few attempts. And their offensive rebounding and steals are pretty good. Their weaknesses, though, they had defensive rebounding problems. They couldn't block to save their life, and they fouled everyone that came in. Uh, that's true. They they could not defend. Yeah, they they were. I think hold on. I think they were pretty close to last and and sending people to the line, which is not a great thing. Uh, going back to their shooting, healed Fox and Barnes, that should make an interesting scoring unit. 
All three shot 45 or better from the field, and they also shot at least 37% from three-point land. I think moving forward, the player to look out for would be Marvin, Marvin Bagley the third. He's a problem. This guy can play. He averaged 14 points in his rookie season. He has a classic face-up game in the post. He can shoot from the mid-range. He can fly for rebounds, and he can block shots. Showed a lot of promise with that uh with that first unit in the Kings, sorry. I think the sophomore season is always the hardest season for the rookies. They always hit a wall or they might get keyed in on by team defenses, but I want to see how he improves. Yeah, adding a three-point shot would would help. Uh, 14.9 points, 7.6 rebounds, shooting, shooting on 50%. It's pretty good. I think he should start for this team this year. He was coming off the bench last season. I think he should. I think with this Kings team going to next season, the strength of their schedule, based on the Vegas odds, they have the hardest April schedule going in. But for the rest of the season, it's moderate to hard. They're not going to be an easy team to beat, but they don't have much easy teams to play throughout the season. And I think... Biggest question mark still would be, why hire Luke Walton? I'm going to repeat my question. Why hire him? He can't coach, puts his buddies on this um, coaching staff, and he didn't perform in LA at all. I think we just gave him the job because he was a former player. True, but LeBron wasn't also... I mean, he got the job basically because he he was an up and coming coach. He had a bunch of rookies on the team, so that the, that is a better mix than having LeBron on the team coming in your what third year. So now with these guys, he has a bunch of young guys he can develop a relationship with, teach the ways of how he wants to play. You know, after coming with the Warriors, he wants to play fast. He has a bunch of guys that can shoot. You can see some of the similarities between them and the Warriors. I'm not saying they're going to be the Warriors, but there's some similarities between the teams. I see why they wanted to hire him. At the same time, he's got to prove himself, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of him. I never liked him to begin with. So what do you predict this team going I think they go 45 and 37. Good enough for 8th or 7th in the West. I got them at 43 and 39. Their schedule is a little bit tough. And it'll be interesting to see how much they improve this year. Uh, Want to move on to the next team? All right, guys. That's the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. That's uh, end of episode 1, I believe. You mean episode 6? One of the two that we're going to release. Yes, six. Sorry. Uh, It's the end of episode six. Thanks a lot for listening. Subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. We will be available there. Also, subscribe on on Instagram at Waterboys Podcast. That's Waterboys with a Z. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. I love y'all.